This episode of Angular Air is sponsored by Auth0, authentication made simple for developers. Modern authentication and identity can be hard, but Auth0 makes it easy. With Auth0, you can enable login with any social provider, have multi-factor authentication, single sign-on, and passwordless login all at the flip of a switch. Find out how to add authentication to your Angular 1 or 2 app in under 10 minutes at auth0.com forward slash Angular. Hello and welcome to Angular Air. On this week's episode, we're going to be going all, talk all about ng-conf. And on our panel today, we have Olivier Combe. Hello. And Pete Bacon-Darwin. Say hi, Pete. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and Dimitri. Hi. Hello. There might be a bit of a... So, let's start off. Uh, we got a million things to talk about. This was a really uh, fun and action-packed ng-conf. So let's start off, Pete, first with you, with your favorite parts of ng-conf. Do you know what? The, um, I felt that the conference for me had sort of three big facets to it. Um, the first one was obviously the talks, and that's what lots of people get excited about, and a lot of the marketing is about that. Um, and then lots of people also talk about the sort of the one-on-one -on -one interactions that you have, which are amazing, you know, the opportunity to talk to individuals face-to-face uh, -face with people on the team, and also people in the community who come up and, and have chats with you. These are really cool, but the thing that really I felt was the most effective part of the conference was the big, slightly bigger group interactions. So things like the AMA session and the expert sessions, those were just fantastic because we really got to dig deep into what people wanted to say and, and listen to them, but also it was big enough that it scaled a bit, whereas often one-on-one -on -one talks uh, like discussions with people, can, it doesn't scale very well to the massive number of people who were there. Um, and there were a few other group meetings that happened during during the period that, uh, of the conference as well. And so these are these are the things that I'm taking away as really useful for me and I think hopefully for the other people in the community. Pete, did you have a lot of people at your AMA? I would say there were probably like 20 or 30 people. Um, I had yeah. Scott Moss and um, Tero in, in my AMA, and um, a lot of the discussion was about what's going on with Angular 1 uh, going forward and so on. Um, so one thing with AMA that I'm, I'm curious, actually it's good that you're bringing this up because uh, I can bring it up in a different context as well, is that um, I noticed both at ng-conf and at Angular Connect previously with the AMAs, they were a little bit hit and miss. So, like, I agree with you that there was some good ones, like like the one that you were referring to, um, but the one that I was involved in and then, like, a couple ones after me, because there were other sessions at the same time that were, like, really popular, there was, like, literally one or two people in them. And I'm not necessarily sure of what you can do about that because you, you want to, like, mix and match things. Um, but I, I did notice that before at you know the Angular Connect last year as well. Um, so I, I was curious what your thoughts on that are. I think it was a much bigger problem at Angular Connect because it was um, competing with the talks, and also it was something that hadn't really happened very much before. Um, I felt that we didn't market it very well at Angular Connect, so people weren't really aware of the opportunities that they had. Everyone who I spoke to at Angular Connect who went to an AMA said it was really helpful and interesting and useful, um, but there was, a, as you say, a real lack of people in those rooms. Um, I think ng-conf had quite a good idea about separating it into its own days, major talk going on, to get out and, and try some of the other sessions. 
Um, and we're going to, we, what we're going to do, Angular Connect is about a little bit more to try and um, make it easier for people to, to go to the sessions they want. Um, we're also going to just really push it as a concept because I think it's a fantastic concept, but people just don't quite get it yet because um, they're really excited about seeing all these talks and um, they want to see the guys up on the stage. But at the end of the day, you can go and watch those on YouTube the following day or whatever. Um, NGConf had an amazing turnaround. I think they had the videos up within like a couple of hours. Um, so what I'm trying to get to prosper people going forward for these kinds of conferences is that go and get hands-on contact with people. You know, go and really try and interact with people rather than just sitting in the in the auditorium watching the show. Yeah, actually, the, so um... hopefully, if um, if people get that, then it will come more. Yep, and uh, for for me, uh, similar to what you're saying, the, the um, AMAs that had people were good, but even better were the experts room, which I think you mentioned as well. They had uh, sessions where basically you can bring out your laptop and you could just ask experts, not just the people who talked, but um, GDs, other people who were experts with Angular, all about uh, you know your specific problem. And and actually, I found that really useful. Like I. I think I, I personally got to talk to you know at least a dozen or more different um, people in the community and about their specific problems and I think a lot of people got um, you know a great deal out of that. Go ahead, Pete. I was just going to say one thing that happened at the expert rooms, which I thought was really exciting, was that um, there was almost an element of unconference about it. So a few times I would be sitting chatting to someone, and then some guys would stand up, or, and ladies as well, and start talking around a whiteboard, and then everyone would start gravitating towards the whiteboard, and it would turn into some kind of masterclass about TypeScript, um, uh, type checking, or, or um, you know, React. Uh, flows and things, and so you you had this opportunity where someone who really was at the top of their game just happened out and loved it. Yep, totally agree. Totally agree. We're gonna break for a moment for a message from Angular Class. This episode of Angular Air is sponsored by Angular Class. If you're looking to learn the latest and greatest in modern web development techniques, or you need Angular 2 training, then sign up today at angularclass.com. Welcome back. Let's pick it up where we left off. Olivier, what about for you? Hmm. Um, I really love the combat bot. The battle bot or combat bot. I don't know what the name was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those were awesome. They had robots fighting yeah. against each other. And actually, the, the coolest part was that they were named after JavaScript frameworks. So you had React versus Angular 1 versus Angular 2 versus Underscore. Uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. I actually, uh, on Friday, I had a lot of things to do, but um, almost all of my free time was in this room watching the robots. So yeah, that was really cool. Um, other than that, other than that, I really like. Um, well, most of the talk were good, um, but yeah, I won't talk about them. I really like interacting with people, uh, meeting my friends uh, from all over the world, from all around the world. So yeah, that's the part that I love the most. Cool. What about you, Dimitri? Uh, I tried to visit all parts of uh, Fair Day, but the favorite things was like Ask Me Anything. And other part was Tour of Heroes. Actually, not each day you can have a chance to 
try to dive into some kind of Angular application and ask for help from creators of this platform or framework like Mishka, Igor, uh, like Minko, John Papa, whoever was there that was helping like and you know like uh, this is first line uh, interaction. So basically you're not now just working with some kind of framework, you personally knew the people who invited and uh, actually did it. So it became some more human related stuff, not just some kind of frameworks which was written by somebody. And uh, pretty liked, like Angular Air Show, where I came just to make a photo <laughs> I trapped into online. So, and more of that, like fair day is pretty good chance to get rest of the first day of uh, sessions and get more uh, powers before second day to find some people to make some selfies and our other stuff was just awesome. So I want to say thank you to and good engine to organizers because it was really cool. Well, it's a good thing you mentioned the Angular Air taping because if none of you guys mentioned that, I was going to get uh, you know upset here. Uh, that that was actually one of my <laughs> favorite parts uh, because besides you know I, I had fun giving a talk and and a workshop as well, but for the Angular Air it was it was like a different format than we're used to because everybody was there and we had so many of our fans there, so I decided instead of doing like interviews uh, with um, speakers or, or experts, we would actually just bring up different as many community members as we could. And I think we cycled through, I don't know, probably a dozen different people, of some people that I knew ahead of time, some people that I didn't. And uh, I don't know, I, I'll post the link to it. We did not create a audio recording for that because I, I didn't think it was going to come out that well. Um, but I'll post a link to the, the video, and it's pretty funny. We, we talked to Ben Lesh and um, who else? And Sam Saccone. Wesley Cho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that guy, you came to me like five minutes ago. Come here. <laughs> this oh. was the, the favorite one. Uh, which, which one are you, are you talking about, Dimitri? I, I don't, don't remember his name like you, so you was just saying, Hey you! You were stay- talking to me like five minutes ago. Come here. Let's do oh, some yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm terrible with names. I was just talking to the guy in, in the expert session before, um, and I told him to come down. So. But it was like awesome. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, so okay, that's cool. And, and nobody mentioned the NG show, which was great. Um, Shy Resnick gave a, an amazing uh, performance which you should definitely check out. I showed my wife the video yesterday, and it translates even if you aren't an Angular or even a tech person. Uh, you can watch the NG show on YouTube, and it is really funny. So I thought that was good. Um, you know, let's jump to, actually, uh, we're going to jump topics a little bit, because I, I, I want to, you know, for, for the listeners, not only to just hear about reminisce about stuff like, but I, I kind of would be interested in hearing from you guys about things that you learned. You know, what 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 are the big takeaways, right? So there was all sorts of information, both in the one-on-one sessions, uh, as well as the talks, as well as the workshops. So if you had to say like what what your top one or two things are that you guys learned and took away from the conference, uh, what would it be? So let, let's start this time with Olivier. Um, so this was my first time doing a workshop, so I think I learned a lot uh, doing that. Um, other than that, hmm. 
I don't know. Um, well, most of the talk were uh, stuff that I knew or knew about. Um, nothing really new for me, but. Um, you, you know it all, Olivier. <laughs> no, it, it's just that I read a lot about stuff. So, yeah. Um, when you when you get involved into the Angular 2 beta, you know about most of the things that they talked about. So, well, yeah. even if it wasn't something technical, I mean, I think there was a lot of stuff. Um, just seeing, you know, the whole team together. I, I, one thing for me that was not on the non-technical side was just getting a better feel for how the team works together and you know who all the players are because you sometimes see all the names, you know, online. Um, but they're, they're, the team grows, you know, every time, every year, right? Uh, so, you know, for example, um, Jules now has her own little group within the Angular team focused on um, developer relations, and she's kind of doing a lot of stuff for outreach with enterprises. So, like, something I, I wasn't, I kind of knew about, but I wasn't fully aware of until I kind of talked to Jules and Steven and, uh, you know, and Rob Wormald, who are kind of her a team was uh, sort of how they're starting to work closer with a lot of bigger enterprises that are in, in planning Angular and Angular 2. Uh, so that's kind of a really a cool initiative, I think. It helps to um, strengthen the bonds within the community. Uh, Dimitri, what about for you? What are some things that you took away from the conference? Uh, first thing which I took is uh, was pretty cool uh, presentation by Matthias on Angular 2 animations. All right. Real, yeah, that, that was the cool one because it showed the things which are not yet documented and most probably even not accessible right now. But he showed several ways and all of them was really cool to use. So I'm right now just waiting when they will make this public to use. Uh, second part was a bit of not technical. I have seen like Papa Mishko like four years ago and it was life changer event for me. As it happens, and this this conference, I have a chance to meet personally everybody and just say thank you for all the work they have did. So for me, it was just important to you know like say in person thank you. And uh, one more, maybe a bit more technical, um, learn Clinton by Mike Brochi. It was really cool because again, it's not yet documented and. Uh, Hans and uh, Mike and all the team on CLI is not yet really documented the stuff, but they showed that um, like they did a great work, and community will have a great tool to use, and it's customizable, it's pluggable, and I suppose kind of great huge future will be for this tool. May the force be with you and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a lot of anticipation for the CLI. It was kind of built up on the first day. And I remember talking to people on Angular Air, on in the hallways, and people kind of looking forward to that. And then Mike uh, Brockley, or Brocky, uh, really delivered. So uh, so I thought, I thought that was a great presentation. And I think there's a lot of anticipation for uh, high hopes for make the CLI kind of simplifying one of the biggest pain points with this new ecosystem of uh, you know new age JavaScript, you know all of the different build tools and transpilation and everything like that. So uh, if it can simplify all of that, then yeah, it, it, people are going to love it. And last thing, if I want, if I may, uh, Rob, 
and all his kind of presentations. It's kind of he's really reactive nerd. I propose a new term, not just nerd, it's reactive nerd. And whatever he touches, <laughs> I suppose it will be kind of great. So NGRX is just store and debug tool for NGRX stuff is really cool. So I'm expecting whatever he will be doing in Angular team will have a re reactive future. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Oh, go ahead. Right. Um, always something that you should watch uh, on video later because it's like doing so many things in one in twenty minutes um, that you have to watch it in slow motion to to get <laughs> to get it all. I yeah, he talks. He, he talks fast for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, doing code and stuff like that. So yeah, I like too that they had. Matt Piedwasaki, who is the sort of creator of RxJS, the um, framework from Microsoft that does rea uh, reactive, it allows you to do reactive programming, um, with, you know, basically a library for observables. And he gave kind of, I think, this like intro to the concept, and then Rob sort of ran with it and it's like, okay, you know, you know, you heard about reactive, you know, a lot of you guys heard of. Redux. Here's this crazy new thing of how to how to do it with Angular, and I know that within the people who have started using that NGRX, there's a lot of excitement into that um, that sort of way of, of building apps, which is is different though. Like I, I know some people who don't like it, so it's it kind of goes on both both sides, uh, you know, in terms of going down the reactive route or just you know more. Uh, traditional imperative route. So uh, I, I think that that's one of those things. Although there's there'll be convergences for certain things, like like there's obviously a convergence for like TypeScript within the community. I feel like that a majority of people, both you know at the a higher level of, of people giving talks and and workshops and whatever else, have kind of bought into TypeScript, and a lot of the uh, people enterprise developers have kind of bought in. There's some people, but they're uh, who haven't, but they're the minority. Uh, so I, I think like something like TypeScript is really strong um, for uh, how its its use gonna, is going to be moving forward with Angular 2. But something like NGRX, I feel like that's going to be uh, a little bit split. Like there'll be a strong contingent using it, um, and then there'll be uh, just as strong, if not more, contingent you know using the more traditional route. Uh, and that's fine. Like I, I think it's kind of cool to have um, for things like that. You know, both of those exist. Uh, Pete. What are your thoughts? I was saying, um, I was saying to uh, lots of people during the conference actually that um, this whole application architecture space is the place to watch for the next twelve months. You know, Angular two is much there. There's not going to be a massive amount of changing in the in the architecture of that and the and the APIs and so on. But then there's this big gap above Angular because it's very agnostic about architecture. And NGRX is sitting there at the moment, which is playing on top. We've got a feeling that there's going to be some other some other um, players coming in over the next 12 months and I think that the interplay between these guys and how uh, who uh, decides to use what is going to be really interesting so um, those are the kind of talks that I think will be interesting over the next sort of 12 months and blog articles and so on so that's really cool um, the other uh, thing I wanted to say was with the CLI tool one of the cool things about that is that how much it's been driven by the um, community you know this this um, this is a tool which um, has had a large amount of input from people who are not in the Google team. 
And that just shows how Google, uh, or at least the Angular team at Google, are really looking to widen the Angular platform to, to bring more people in to, to make it a bigger thing than just a Google product. Yeah. So I think that's, that was a really interesting thing to, to, to take away from uh, the CLI side of stuff. Um, the, obviously, the really big keynote stuff was all about this offline compiler, the ability to um, pre-compile all your templates um, so that you can strip down your code to almost like the absolute bare minimum. Um, the DI disappears, the um, templates disappear, you just get straight vanilla JavaScript, which is optimized often even faster than you could do it manually, or at least you'd want to do it manually. Um, and so that means it starts really fast and you have a really low um, sort of initial payload. So that's, um, I know for a fact that there's been a huge amount of work over the last six months internally with Pima and Mishko working really hard to, uh, to get that sort of thing in place before they got to the release candidate. And I was very pleased that they managed to actually demo it uh, this, this last week because it, uh, it was touch and go. So that was, a, I think, Many people will, will start to realize how important that is uh, as they as they start to look over the videos and, and think about what it, what it really means. Um, another big area I think which I'm taking away from the conference is that um, the Angular team and the community in general really cares about diversity and inclusiveness. Um, Naomi set up uh, during the conference and it was really well attended. There were like 50 or 60 people in the room and uh, she asked if anyone wanted to speak and I was thinking everyone would be just sitting there thinking oh it's all scary but there were loads of people saying oh, I want to talk about what I'm doing for diversity and um, I'm setting up meetups for people who are from uh, ethnic uh, minority backgrounds or I've got this women workshop thing and they're really full of energy and, um, and, and the Angular team is really keen to support that and grow that so um, I think that's a really positive thing coming out of the conference as well. And the last thing I wanted to say, which uh, which I think is very important to know, is that uh, we found out during the conference that Igor Minar will not hit his boss with a baseball bat, um, <laughs> even if he's dressed up as a, a paper uh, model that is going to be full of sweets if you smash it to death. Yeah, they had a paper mache model of... Pinata. Brad, yeah, pinata, and they were trying to do a little joke to have Igor beat Brad's pinata with a bat, and he refused to do it. He he gave it a big hug, uh, which was. Nice. I got I got both legs. So. Oh look at that! <laughs> <laughs> Olivia, I like, there you go. Of, uh, both of my suitcases were already packed, but I managed to get this. Uh, nice, nice. Yeah, I, I had the hand, but I, I didn't have room in my bag, so I, I gave it up to somebody else in the crowd. I forgot even who I did. But, um, nah, that's funny. Yeah. I'm sure I'm going to do a better developer with, with this leg on my desk. So <laughs> Guys, it's a bit scary that you're carrying parts of figure to your home. Uh, no, it's a part of Brad, so it's okay. <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah, yeah, Pete, one thing with the offline template compilation... I think that is one of these things that, you know, people may kind of understand peripherally at a high level, um, that that sounds kind of cool. But, yeah, you're right. Like, until you get your hands on it, um, probably won't appreciate it as much. But I, I can tell you that it is, like, makes a world of difference because, uh, like you were 
alluding to, there's just like huge chunks of the core code that just is not needed in production then. Like the, the, the compiler, uh, DI, like huge parts of the uh, core itself that you just don't include. And so it makes the size of both the, the library, the core library, and then your application code uh, much smaller and obviously faster because it's, you know, um, you know, writing more optimized code, like you're saying, than you would. You know, for uh, the server side, it's actually of particular interest because uh, one of the things that is really important is, like, that initial load time um, because we we do have certain things on the server side for Angular Universal that is kept in memory for every single request, but there is a kind of mini bootstrap that occurs for every single request, um, just for like session data and some other stuff. And because of the template compilation thing, it, it should, we haven't finished the testing for this, but it should um, drastically reduce uh, or increase the performance, reduce the amount of time um, for that initial server render uh, as well. So that's uh, super exciting for me. And I think um, that uh, you have to really bear in mind what exactly they're talking about when they say compilation. It's not just compiling the, the TypeScript in another way. It's actually understanding the template to such an extent that you can remove the entire template from your app and convert that all to code. And what that means is that you then know exactly what directives and components are actually requiring your app. So if you're not using ng-if or ng-4 in your app, they can actually completely remove that from the code base. Um, obviously, most people are going to use ng-4, but there's definitely ones out there like ng-switch or maybe ng-class, which are just not going to be used in some applications. And that just gets all weird, um, and you don't have to do anything about it in your application. You just don't use it, and then when you run it through the compiler, it's gone. Um, these, are, these are really amazing tricks that obviously would be never possible in Angular 1 because you can't do that kind of analysis of the templates to work out what's going on in there. Yeah, one interesting thing, uh, like a story-wise uh, with that, is that I remember we would have weekly meetings with Tobias, or Tobias Bosch, um, for Angular Universal, and it was early on in, in the beta, actually even probably in the alpha, when I think he originally started thinking of this idea to do the offline template compilation. And we were already kind of well well on our way to kind of building on top of the alpha uh, for Angular 2. And, you know, so it wasn't something that was already always planned, at, it conceived from the original notion of Angular 2. It sort of was as they were people were starting to build on it. And Tobias, I think, had like some sort of revelation like uh, in the middle of the night or something like that and came in and was like, Igor, I got a great idea. I'm going to just completely rip out the guts of Angular 2 and make it a lot faster. And uh, I'm sure that it, for most uh, tech managers, when they hear that uh, with a product that is already kind of well underway, they would be like, forget that. But uh, it shows to some of the courage and ingenuity of the team that they sort of took that on and were able to do it. I mean, it, it's really amazing. And this didn't just happen once. Um, Mishko said in the in the Q and A at the end, he was saying, "Let me tell you a story about Tobias. You know, every couple of weeks he comes into the office and says, Mishko, Igor, I've got this great idea. I'm going to speed up the compiler.' And uh, and he goes away and he does this enormous refactoring of the whole thing and the uh, the sort of boost up time or the compile time of the 
of the of Angular 2. And he just did it again and again and again. I think there must have been at least four of these major refactorings. And it was always really funny to watch the uh, the like the discussion groups on Slack because it's like, right, nobody is allowed to merge anything into master for the next 48 hours because we need to get this huge refactoring that Tobias has done <laughs> in before uh, before it goes stale. And this happened like about probably I think at least four times over the last nine months. It was amazing, and he kept he just kept producing the goods. It's really impressive. Yep, definitely. So let's get go to talks. Um, so we, we we mentioned a couple of them, uh, like Mike Mike Brocky's CLI talk, Matthias's animation talk, but let's talk a little bit more of of for the actual presentations. Which ones did you guys like? What were some things that um, you know you think would or is noteworthy? If you were to like, basically, uh, for people listening that are going to go back and watch the videos, uh, what are some things you want to point them to? Olivier, how about for you to start off? Um, I would say uh, NGAnimate, um, the talk about CLI, uh, your talk about Angular Universal, and the keynotes in general. Yeah. Yeah, one oh, thing. And NGNG show, but it's an obvious choice, so. Yeah, NG show is a must for sure. Um, yeah, it, it was. But speaking of of the keynotes, like it was funny to me that like uh, you know I didn't even though I talked with Brad and and um, the other team members about like stuff going on with Universal and obviously obviously Jeff um, Cross knows a lot about it as well. He's involved in a lot of the meetings. Uh, I didn't realize like a lot of the stuff that Brad was going to include about Universal in his um, keynotes. So I was like pleasantly surprised. Like when I saw that, I was smiling and and uh, glad to see the reception that other people had it both for the keynotes and in our talk. So uh, that was great. We're gonna take a quick break to hear about ThoughtRam. ThoughtRam, extend your memory. Want to get up and running with the Angular framework, but don't have the time to read through all the documentation and tutorials on the internet. ThoughtRam's Angular Masterclass may be perfect for you. Check it out today at thoughtram.io forward slash training. Welcome back. Let's pick it up where we left off. Uh, Dimitri, what about for you? Okay, you've already mentioned the greatest one. <laughs> uh, but still, there are a lot of them, and uh, whoever wasn't able to watch NGConf definitely should take a look on Min Kogechev's uh, Angular Era Style Guide, automated one, and most probably it have even even two parts, additional like auto fixes, and most probably it will or merge to NGCLI, and we'll have actually a list of actions to automatically switch from one Angular 2 versions to another to upgrade it, like almost semi-automatic. John Papa's Angular 2 presentation about Force Awakens was really great, and he was one of the fastest typers and in Gconf. But not the fastest. Not who, the fastest. Who is the fastest? Kara. Kara, yeah. Kara Erickson is amazing. Like, I, like it's mind-blowing. I, I think, uh, obviously, the presentation itself, which she, she did on um, Angular Material, was great. Like, people want to know about Angular Material and what's coming up. But they're almost distracted by how fast <laughs> she could type. Um, yeah, you should watch the video just for. It just takes a lot of confidence to go and do that kind of live coding. 
the show. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Uh, Pete, what about for you? What, what were some of the uh, things from talks that you would want to point people to? So um, there's this guy called Tero who um, has in the past done talks like, hmm, I thought I would just rebuild Angular from scratch just to sort of see how it works. And he's the kind of guy who just gets really deeply into technology and he understands stuff so quickly. And what he did was um, talk about, um, it was had a really weird name, like generative art using Angular 2 or something. Um, but what he actually did was just create some really cool animations with sound uh, to create like wind chimes that just made these lovely, beautiful sounds. But underlying, there were two things going on. One was he actually used Matthias's new NG Animate engine. He kind of brushed over it a little bit, but he actually took a really like early, early cut of NG Animate before it had any documentation, or I mean, it still doesn't have that much documentation, but he just got stuck in there and he used it to create this beautiful set of animations for, um, for his talk. Um, but then also he showed his sort of about is that we should always learn through play and enjoy learning rather than think of it as, as a chore. He, He's got this really mild manner, and he talks so clearly. And that from now on, all my all my learning, play a little fun project, uh, and just using that to really get deep into the technology. Um, yeah, his presentation was very his, uh, his presentation was very zen. Like uh, you just felt at peace <laughs> when you were listening to him talk. Absolutely, and you know the the quality of his slides because they're all built with Angular two, just just lovely to watch. It was just a, it was you could just turn the sound off and just watch his slides, and that would be enough for me. It was great, cool. But listen to him as well because he's really useful. <laughs> yeah, two other ones I I want to make sure I mention. Uh, one is a guy named Pete Bacon Darwin's talks. Yeah, the, the good old PBD. So <laughs> I actually was the the only person at Angular uh, NGConf who gave a talk which was not about Angular two. It was only about Angular yeah, but, one. It was the only. But talk it was the, the most practical, right? Because everybody is still building. Yeah, everybody is still building on <laughs> Angular one. Like <laughs> I, to be honest, that, that's probably <laughs> what is going to be most actionable for mo the most people. Um, the stuff from your talk. Uh, you know, right now, you're talking about with Angular 1.5, you know, some of the new stuff with, you know, building off of components, and I, I thought that there was a lot of really good information in your talk, so, I, and I heard from other people, too, that they liked it as well, so that was a good job, Pete, for sure. Um, and then the other one um, that I want to mention is Scott Moss's talk. So, Scott is always a great speaker, and gives very you know practical advice and uh, the the line I, I'll always remember that I'm gonna you know steal from him is is the error driven uh, development um, you know basically kind of he gives the analogy of uh, you know if there's a lifeguard at the pool uh, even if you don't know how to swim just go ahead and jump in uh, you know you, you'll uh, you you'll have somebody there to kind of help you and that's the sort of mentality when you are learning. I, I do see that there's this mental barrier that's just like everybody runs into, that you have something new, whether it's Angular 2 or something else, and it's hard to just get over that to start learning, start trying things out. 
And Scott's message in his talk was just, you know, okay, you, don't worry about it. You're going to make mistakes. It doesn't matter. Just go for it. Just try it out. Once you run into the error, then that's actually good because then you, it's easy to look up an error and figure it out. It's not as hard when it's just like an unknown thing that's like ambiguous. That, that's really hard. Uh, so you got to get past that. So I, I thought his message was really strong. What do you think about the the Dr. Lozano? Yeah, he's really I, good. I actually wasn't there before, so I I, I got to watch that still on tape. You know, uh, after this present, after his presentation, I had a feeling like all my life I'm doing some kind of not worse stuff, and this one does the real thing. Uh, it was you know like just blow blow your mind. Okay, we do programs, kind of we always uh, have a discussion about important things like semicolons or uh, like spaces versus tabs and <laughs> all other real important things in our lives. But this one is a huge. He does the real things. He saves lives and it was like, my God, I wasted my life and doing some kind of not worthy stuff. And this was like awesome presentation. That's cool. Yeah, I definitely have to, that's one of the few ones I, I didn't see yet, so I got to go back and see that. That's cool. So let's let's talk about what could be improved. Um, you know, not that things went bad. I think in general we would all agree that like it was an amazing conference. But I, I think it's it's maybe good to talk about the. Type, I, I, for me, I have a couple of things, but I, I know it's, there's not a lot. Um, but things that you would want to see basically for next year or for other conferences. Uh, so Olivier, what, what do you think? Uh, you mean things that could be improved? Yeah. Or, yeah. So. Um, um, for ngconf, they use uh, this application to uh, send push alerts to people. And on the science fair day, uh, they sent a lot of push notification for swag price. And it was a bit annoying. Um, I'm, it was okay for me, but I heard a lot of people say that really uh, they couldn't stand these push alerts. So maybe next year they can just send a message to the people who won. Um, other than that, um, I think that on fair day, uh, it was a bit hard to find activities because um, it was in a lot of different rooms. Um, so I don't know what they could do with this. Yeah, it, it, it did hard. take me a while to find the room that I was like being an ex uh, the experts room that I had to go. And I, I think I was like ten minutes late because I was like looking all over the place. Uh, I think some people ran into the same thing. Um, so that, yeah, that was just a logistical thing. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, I don't know. Um, I think that uh, we need uh, more more t-shirts. Yeah. More. <laughs> I just got, um, not enough. Not enough free t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Pete, what about you? Yeah, I, I agree with um, Olivier that on Fair Day I was a, I was a bit confused. The 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 floor three where lots of the Fair Day things were was like a complete warren, and I spent a number of times just wandering up and down asking people where I was supposed to be. Did you guys um, even know on on but, that floor um, three, that, Pete? Did you even know that there was a, a foam room that like you could like a like a like those foam pits that you could kind of jump in and such? I I just found that out like right at the end. I, if I knew that that thing was yeah. there, I would have been like playing in that for like hours. 
Do you know what? I had the opposite experience, which was that was the only room that I could find. Every time I turned a corner looking for a room, I'd end up in the phone room. <laughs> it was almost like it was calling for me to go in there. It did look like lots of fun. Um, the uh, the thing about the app was, uh, was uh, I think, I agree again that um, notification um, could be really useful in the in the sense that you know sometimes you want to get a message out to everyone. Um, I think probably they could have just done with fewer prizes. Uh, I'm not sure what if there's that much benefit in having so many prizes. I know everyone likes to go home with something, but hey, I'm just happy to be there. Um, the other thing that confused uh, me quite a lot with the app was that it was kept. It was quite confusing because you looked at the the session that you wanted to go to and it had an end time but the way that it was displayed made it look as though that was the start time and on at least two occasions I went to a talk thinking about starting it had just finished um, including my own um, expert session <laughs> so um, I missed that one but then I stayed on for an extra hour afterwards um, so I would feed that back to the app provider because it was actually not ng comps app it was the one that they were using um, but do you know what? The thing that I really realized during the whole conference is that the the conference is run by a group of people who love organizing the conference. They do it as an act of love. They're not doing it to make a load of money. They're not doing it, you know, to try and become famous. They do it because they just love making everyone happy. And that's probably where the prizes come in and all the gifts that they gave away. It, they just they just like being generous both with their their prizes but with their time and their energy it's really nice to see and it just it inspires me to sort of want to get more involved with uh, Angular if as if I could <laughs> and hopefully I'll do so for other people too. Cool. Dimitri. Oh, um, to be honest I have disabled sound on my phone so I was not annoyed by any kind of push notifications <laughs> and before fair day I already have a plan where I will go next. So, and to be honest, I um, will not any say that was some, something was better, not even good enough. Everything was just great, in my opinion, because it depends, of course, on what conference to compare with. But I suppose, like, act actively organizing uh, 1500s of nerds is kind of, is, is like a challenge and stuff, and they kind of did this, did this really great conference without most probably any issues. All nerds was fit in time, slept in time, and organized in time, and everything was just good. So, so yeah. Just, yeah, I think that um, the the whole fact that we are just annoyed by push notification proves that there wasn't a lot to to discuss about uh, regarding uh, things that went bad. So, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that the internet stayed up, and and, and that was true. Ah, uh, yeah, for right. The most part. Uh, but I heard that during Lucas's workshop on Electron, that it actually went down. Right? Yeah, during the <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> that that always, I mean, every single conference in the history of time, there's always like some level of um, internet problems. But uh, yeah, for the most part, it was good. But yeah, except the, the, Angular Connect. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's that's like, it was really good at Angular Connect. We had even had uh, the Angular Air um, upload and, and work online with the, the same Wi-Fi that was used by the attendees. So. I have one other thing that, uh, in addition to the stuff you guys were saying, 
so I I thought the casino night was was pretty good. Um, the May the Fourth be with you party. There was some definitely some interesting parts to that, but there, it was um, they had like the dueling pianos thing, which like I usually the in like a small bar like that seems to work, but for whatever reason it just didn't. Um, there weren't that many people into it. It didn't seem like, and so like the, the dueling pianos thing. Then they left. And then they did some karaoke, which only like a couple people hung around for, which was fun. Uh, that night it was actually more fun, to be honest. The next night, karaoke in like the smaller room that was like more intimate and everything like that. Um, so that actually worked really well. But the one suggestion I am going to definitely feed back to the organizers there is that I really liked what um, Pete, you guys did at Angular Connect the, the last time, which was to have like a band and like actually like play like re real music and like people were dancing and stuff like that. Um, I, I, everybody had a lot of fun there, and, and I think uh, I, I would probably prefer that over the dueling pianos thing. But that was like again, like you were saying, Olivier. These are like minor. Did you miss the the um? What's up, Pete? Did did you did you miss the um the the uh, cantina band then? And playing oh, where, at the beginning. Yeah, I must have missed that. Where where was where were they? That was also in the main room just before the um, uh, the, and there were people dressed up in like Star Wars outfits playing the do 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 do. It was lots of fun, uh, but it doesn't I it it doesn't take away from what you were saying. I think it's really nice having a a band that ca like focuses everyone's attention. Um, it's always dif difficult to do in such a big room. Uh, that's always hard. You know, you need yes. some kind of yeah, that's true. stadium filling. You know song writer, singer or something, but um, uh, we're definitely going to be thinking about that very hard for our party in September. Maybe they should have gotten like you too. Maybe uh, if you, you guys, aren't they, um, they could be available. You should check their schedule for Angular Connect. ACDC maybe. Yeah, oh, that would be great. Definitely. <laughs> Dimitri is giving a thumbs up. <laughs> Okay, uh, we're getting near the top of the show. Before we get to picks, is there anything that I missed that you guys wanted to talk about? Um, we didn't talk about uh, goodies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think of that, Olivier? Uh, I really like them. <laughs> like I said, um, I had a lot of t-shirts, which is uh, good to annoy my wife. Um, we got some Legos, but... Yeah, the Legos the, were awesome. My, my kids love the uh, Legos that they gave out as both prizes and for the speakers. Uh, yeah. Really cool. This big um, circular base thing, this big um, Kylo Ren's uh, command ship, which is awesome. So, um, yeah, awesome. yeah, we got uh, an insulated uh, canteen mug thing that we can close uh, with the Angular logo. Uh, I really like this one. I'm using it at work now. Um, what else? I got Brad's leg, which is <laughs> priceless. <laughs> nice. All right, let's go to picks. Um, Pete, why don't you start us off? I just wanted to say um, the the nicest gift that I got uh, during the whole session was from um, Dead Geds, and um, he gave this really nice little talk in the end of the Q&A where he said that as a child he didn't have very much money and he wanted to save up enough money to get this 
trampoline and his father who's a potter taught him how to make some ocarinas which are like little whistles and he um he learned how to make these and he made loads and loads and perfected making them and sold them to his friends at school and eventually saved up the money to do that. And so as a kind of thank you to the Angular uh, team, he, um, he made every one of them uh, a little ocarina and they look like this. They're so cute. And I had to rip this one back off my daughter who, um, who I let have and she wouldn't, want, she wouldn't let me have it back because I wanted to show it on the, uh, on the video today. Um, but she's really enjoying learning all the tunes on it and it's so cute. And so the, the, made these by hand and it was a really thoughtful gesture I, you know again showing the love that he's got towards these things it was a really nice goodie to get at the end so let's hear a tune oh let's see if i, I can definitely do a scale that may be about it so There we go. All right. We'll work on that. Um, <laughs> next next time we'll have a full on tune for you. Okay. Any other um, picks, peeps? So my my picks are um, that uh, there was a, a guy from a company that makes JavaScript and Go language libraries to interact with devices uh, called Cylon.js is the JavaScript one, and I think the the Go one is called GoBot or something like that. It was really cool, and he uh, let us play with all of his drones and control them from our laptops. So I'm definitely going to be playing with some of that. Uh, you can even like get your little BB-8 robot from Sphero and, and control it with your computer using this uh, framework. So that's cool. Um, and the thing that I took away from uh, Salt Lake City is that whenever you're walking around Salt Lake City, if you want to go into a bar, you must have your ID. Even if you even if you're war belt, yeah, you'll still be asked for ID. Um, as Shy found when they wouldn't let him into a bar. Uh, one point during the uh, during the conference, so that that's my uh, my top tip for going to NG Conf next year. Yeah, I ran into that issue as well. That's that's a good tip. <laughs> that's just because you look so young, yeah. Jeff. Uh, Olivier, what do you think? Um, so I'm really behind on my uh, news uh, what, uh, reading because of uh, last uh, week. Um, I would say. Uh, go watch the videos. Uh, they're all online, so uh, take take some time to watch at least the one that we mentioned uh, where was it. And um, yeah, I know that that's all for this. Oh, um, and go try Angular Universal. <laughs> I, I I used it recently, and it's awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Olivier. Dimitri. So all my picks will be around in Chicon because all last week I was there. Uh, most valuable thing, maybe not even a thing, which I took from there is a lot of new friends who I have a chance to meet in person, and it was really, really great. Other will be more technical, like animation and native script, because I was not yet sure about native script. Will I use it even? Uh, but after uh, like presentations, several conversations about it, and right now I'm sure that I'll give it a try at least. Animation, waiting, like, I don't know, it's, it's the best thing I have ever seen for now on Angular 2. And maybe this is it. Thank you. Cool, yeah. Um, actually, that brings up one thing we didn't, we didn't talk about, which was the uh, native script marketing promotions during the conference, which clearly had an impact now that you, you, you're saying that uh, uh, you're a native script believer. So 
uh, I think that they did a really good job with both the talks and their booth, but actually probably the biggest thing in my mind was that they added some really cool t-shirts, actually. I, I, I like them a lot that I, I wear around yesterday to basically everybody's goodie bag pack. And so you saw just everyone at the conference wearing these native script shirts and talking about native script. So that was like a big win for them. And Burke, Burke Holland, was it Burke Holland? He was Burke, yeah. so full of energy during the keynote when he got his slot. And, you know, he was suddenly like, wow, yeah, native script does this and this and this. Yeah, it was really surprising. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, he's a good guy for sure. Yeah, speaking of T-shirts, have you seen this one from Hegel? I really love it. Oh, yeah, I do yeah. like that one. He, he gave them at the workshop, and then he had some experiment. I could get one. Um, really love the design. I, I think I'm gonna, that's one of the right, uh, right T-shirts that I'm going to wear um, outside of uh, tech conference. Yeah. Yep, definitely. I have... Um, Three picks. One thing I, I forgot to mention earlier that I'll have as a pick now is to watch Jeff Cross's talk on progressive web apps. Jeff works with Patrick and I on Angular Universal, and he integrated Angular Universal into this concept of progressive web apps, which is something largely just implemented by Chrome right now, but is starting to expand out to other browsers where you can use Service Worker and have offline apps, like basically create a web app that functions more like a mobile app. So there's a lot of really cool stuff coming down the line um, to expand the power of web apps. And so the goal that they talked about during the closing is that not that you wouldn't ever need to build a native mobile app, but that perhaps the need won't be as great because the power of web apps will become greater. Uh, so I, I thought that was really powerful. And then also I, I wanted to plug one thing that Brad talked about in the second day, which he surprised, one of the things that he surprised me that he talked about because it was one of these uh, future things that uh, I, I sort of cut out of my, my Angular Universal talk, uh, but he, I guess, decided that uh, it was good to talk about <laughs> in the keynote was that we are um, trying to integrate Angular Universal to a lot of different types of backends. So we already integrated to .NET, um, which Steve Sanderson from the Microsoft team has done a great job of implementing. But now we want to implement um, also Java, PHP, and Go. So I'm going to add some links to the show notes. And um, there's already a couple of people that have started to uh, look at this, but we want to really uh, kick up the effort for those areas. Um, so that'll be cool. And then my last one is just a thank you to all of the organizers of NGConf. I kind of spoke to each of them individually and just uh, told them how grateful I was for all of the work that they did. It, they really, like Pete was saying, put their heart and soul into this. And, uh, you know, they don't, they don't have to. Like, they're not making tons of money off this or fame or whatever. Uh, they just love to do it. They love to give back to the community. And so that's really awesome. And uh, you guys should, you know, if, if you guys that were at the conference should reach out and, and kind of personally thank them as well because they do appreciate when um, people, you know, give them feedback like that. So uh, that's it for me. Uh, we'll um, be back. Oh, sorry, go Pete, go ahead. Can I just say, uh, talking of conferences, if you've been inspired by NGConf, 
and you feel like there's a torque inside you that uh, needs to come out, uh, the CFP for Angular Connect is actually finishing at the end of this month, at the end of May. So um, you've got a few weeks to get your submissions in before we release the full schedule for um, for Angular Connect in June. So uh, don't forget to do that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Angular Connect. It's an awesome conference to go to. London is, is great to visit, and it's really well well won. Well won. Right. Um, next Angular Air will be. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, next week, we're going to have Taro. On the, we talked about Taro a little bit and his uh, talk. I'm sure we'll mention it again, but we're going to focus on migration. Uh, one of the biggest topics during NGConf was how do I migrate my Angular 1 app to Angular 2? So we're going to go over all the different possibilities and, and you know, problems and, and you know, solutions and et cetera with Terra, who knows everything about everything, uh, including wind chimes. So thanks a lot, everyone, for watching. See you next week. Bye. Bye, guys.